Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hola, muchachos. The Mike Wise Show is back from Ciudad de Mexico, and we're going to go into our bag this week. But first, Darlene, has tu thing? That's Spanish for do your thing. The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise-ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? Gracias, Darlene. It's week three of the show from our brand new Mexico City studio complex, and the basketball world is on fire, or as Bruce might say, en fuego. But so is the NFL world. Hi, Bruce. Hey, Mike. You are obviously referring to Aaron Rodgers. And uh, were you on a certain three-letter news network on Monday talking about him? Am I, am I correct on that? That is right, Bruce. I was on OAN, and I was talking conspiracy theories. No, actually, it was... CNN, an actual real news station. And uh, yeah, they, they called me up. Um, it's funny, I was going to get off Twitter except for promoting this show. And um, I, I kind of went off on Rogers the other day. And of course, a CNN producer saw it. And he asked if I wanted to be on New Day. Next thing I know, I'm on with uh, Brianna Keller this morning. Um, and, you know, she asked me some questions. And I said, Aaron Rodgers, you're a fraud, basically. Aaron Rodgers uh, has taken a very big nosedive in the in, in the respect department for a whole lot of people, myself included. But I did hear earlier this evening, State Farm is standing by him. They're not canceling his contract or anything. They're sticking with him. Yeah, wait till he gives Jake from State Farm the COVID. Then it'll be a little different, Bruce. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't get it. Uh, you know, like I... Look, I don't think he's a bad, bad person. I think he's selfish. I think I think people have thought that he's a little bit of a fraud for a while and they gave him the benefit of the doubt, and now they're not, and for very good reason. What bothered me was two things. You cannot use a quote from Martin Luther King um, a, a, when you're talking about not getting a vaccination shot. It's irresponsible. It's disrespectful to the memory of Dr. King. It's 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 over the top bad. But secondly, Aaron Rodgers saying when he was directly asked by a reporter during uh, training camp, are you vaccinated? He said, I'm immunized. So uh, and that was supposed to be sufficient. And then he blamed it on the media because when the going gets tough, the tough blame the media for not asking a follow up question. This is like guilt by omission. This is like saying, Bruce, this would be like me going to Christina and saying, her, her asking me, um, honey, are you having an affair? And me saying, um, no. And then weeks later, she finds out otherwise. And I go, well, you didn't ask me if I was physically intimate with someone. <laughs> I mean, 
It's a, Aaron Rodgers is a flat-out fraud. Let's just be honest. If I were one of his teammates, I would not be happy with him at all. I mean, he's in a huddle, like, this far away from, like, 10 other guys, you know, in a sweating and spitting and emoting and barking. And it's just, I don't know. To me, it's just, you said the word selfish, I believe, and I could not agree more. It's selfish, and it's just, you know... I lose respect for people when that's how they handle themselves. Not that he cares what I think of him, but yeah. I'm sure there are others who feel as I do. Well, and also like sort of, you know, like uh, he went on the Pat McAfee show, you know, like I didn't need him to do 60 minutes with Scott Pelley. I didn't need him to do CNN, but it's like, since when does a guy that like hosts WWE SmackDown now your platform? You're a Hall of Fame quarterback, and Joe Ro- Joe Rogan is your medical advisor. I mean, somewhere I- I'm sure Anthony Fauci, Doctor Anthony Fauci, is thinking to himself, you know, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe I don't know anything. I don't even have a podcast. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure what Aaron Rodgers political leanings are, although I tend to think that most people that are in the kind of, I don't want to get a vaccination category, fall into a certain category. But it's kind of interesting because Aaron's fiance, the actress Shailene Woodley, is like a super liberal. And so I'm curious as to, you know, what the pillow talk surrounding this issue was with those two. Because, I mean, I've got to believe she's vaccinated, but who, how the hell, how the hell would I know? I don't know if, if she's not, she's, she's got the virus. I got to think, unless they're not intimate, then they're not physically intimate. I wonder if she asked him about that. I don't know what the hell's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I, I only know that. I only know that I don't like people that sort of throw out, Oh, the woke mob is canceling me. They're using cancel culture. Like, no, they're not. This isn't about that. This is about you lying to your teammates that getting vaccinated is not like, um, I don't know, getting your tonsils out. It's not an elective surgery. You can actually, can unless you stay home, you can make people sick. And that part just kind of blows by these people. I, that's the part that when he called himself a critical thinker, I'm a critical thinker, I'm a critical thinker. No, you're not, you're an idiot. You're listening to Joe Rogan and you're, you're taking ivermectin. Joe Rogan who freaking you know, has done more for ivermectin sales than the entire cattle and equine population of North America. I mean, come on. It's frickin' a podcaster. When all is said and done, I hate to say this, when all is said and done, nobody's going to remember Joe Rogan. I'm sorry, they're not. They're, they're not. It's like Ben Bradley said when, when I asked him once, the former editor of the Washington Post, when I, you know, emeritus before he died, I asked him, were you ever really worried when Janet Cook said she uh, said she basically lied about the Pulitzer and she made up a kid that was on heroin and you had to give the Pulitzer back? And he goes, I thought I was I thought I should resign. I was the editor of the paper and and I really thought I should resign. And my dad called me and you know what he said? I'll I'll never remember this. And I go, no. What did he say? And he said, Ben. When, when the history of the world is written, that won't get a fucking line. So, Joe Rogan won't get a fucking line. Excuse me. Pardon the French, kids. He's got three million downloads on his pod, though. So, so well, he, you know, he has, okay. he has more, he has more than I, nothing. <laughs> that's where I'm jealous. <laughs> but you know what, what's funny is, okay, so Aaron, 
I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is taking ivermectin, but he look, says he is. All right. All right. So then look at the good part. It didn't prevent him from getting COVID, but that case of like worms that he has is gone. The worms are gone. They're all. Oh, he, de- oh, he dewormed himself. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was wonderful. You know, Mike, speaking of off the court news, uh, I don't know if you've heard what's going on with this story Baxter Holmes wrote about Robert Sarber, the Phoenix owner. Well, Baxter Holmes is, from what I gather, a very credible writer. Um, I've known him since my days at ESPN, since I think 2015. I've never heard any uh, credibility problems with him. He writes this piece. It's a it's a bomb. I mean, he clearly he was working on it for a long time, and he writes about like this. You know, I mean, he starts it out with on the evening of October 30th, 2016, at Talking Stick Resort Arena in downtown Phoenix, Earl Watson, and in just his third game as the Suns head coach, faced a tall task: beat the Warriors. Well, of course, he didn't. And after the loss, Suns majority owner Robert Sarver entered the coach's locker room, Watson told ESPN. You know, why does Draymond Green get to run up the court and say the N-word, basically? He puts it in in brackets. Sarver, who is white, allegedly said, repeating the N-word several times in a row. You can't say that, Watson, who is black and Hispanic, told Sarver. Why, Sarver replied. Draymond Green says, and he said the N-word again. You can't fucking say that, Watson said again. So basically it goes into the antidote, offers a glimpse into conduct. Sources told ESPN Sarver is often exhibited since buying the Suns in 2004. This is a damning report. The only thing I would say is this must have been vetted very well um, by ESPN lawyers because they give a chance, uh, they give Sarver a chance to respond to everything in it. And some of the, some of the accusations are just damning. What did you think? Well, Sarver's reputation as an owner, and I mean, he's owned the Suns for, you know, well, you, you cited that story from 04, so at least 17 years ago. Oh, no, no, you didn't say 04. Uh, but anyway, he's owned the team somewhere 15, 17 years. I hadn't really heard anything about toxicity in the workplace, but I, you know, he had a reputation as being a cheapskate, didn't want to spend money, and micromanaged the operation. So those were the extent of yeah, the negatives I, I, that I, I had think heard. Those- that's that's pretty small potatoes though. There's a lot of guys who don't spend money or or they just uh, or you know or, or they tank the season and and you know try to get a lottery pick. I don't. I, I, these are these are very serious accusations. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at least a half dozen Sun staffers recounted to Baxter instances instances of Sarver hearing a story from a black player and then using the same language when retelling it down to the usage of the N word. Um, and you know, like, so I, and he's got multiple people now, Sarver denies all this. He did not, he goes back and forth and denies almost all of this stuff. And you know, I, who knows? Uh, I, I mean, my guess is where there's smoke, where there's fire, and this isn't the only toxic organization in professional sports. I know I work in Washington. I know who Dan Snyder is, but nonetheless, man, it, it, if, if you're him, I, I'm thinking this this is the kind of stuff that can make you lose your team if more of it comes out. One of the worst things a human being can be is a racist. And if it's possible to even be in a more difficult spot, to be the governor or the owner of an NBA team in a league where, you know, 
80% of the players are African-American or international players. I mean, it's, it's like, if, if that's how you are, you don't belong there. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And I don't know. It's, it's hard to make it. Other, t- talk about the other guy who's in hot water. All right, there's another story about toxic workplace culture, and that involves Portland Trail Blazers general manager Neil Olshay. Anything we know on that, Bruce? What I've read is that uh, there was a similar complaints from employees about a toxic workplace, misogyny, possible racism. Um, Subject to intimidation and profanity-laced tirades. That sounds like David Stern. <laughs> <laughs> can't be that bad. But Stern least... used to go off on people. If there was such a thing as a, a, a toxic workplace, man, Stern like pushed the envelope. And, but, I lo- and we love Stern. But he used to call the people. In fact, Rick Welts told us this story when we were doing uh, Dave's front office. Rick, of course, was a longtime executive in the NBA. He said when right. David would go nuts on people, very frequently their phone would ring at home at 10 o'clock at night. And it was David on the other end of the phone, basically telling him, you know, you're smoothing things over, if not actually apologizing, at least, you know, expressing, you know, that I I love you, I care about you, you're on my team and, you know, see you tomorrow, let's go get him, you know. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you a scoop about Neil Olshay, and I'm not going to name a, a name a person's name, but you're going to be blown away, all right? Yes, you ready? yes. I know a story of a certain NBA journalist that actually got Neil Olshay to agree to putting out a fake offer sheet that they were going to give a player the max so another team could essentially, that was essentially trying to keep that player and at a bargain rate had to pay that player the max. And, and it was a BS story, but Neil Olshay went along with it, did a scratch your back, I'll scratch yours, and just said, yeah, I'll shoot it down after you write it. But, I mean, th- this to me is unethical. It messes with other teams' salary caps and their funding, and the journalist should be fired. I never put, I never put it out there because I've heard, uh, I've heard different stories, and I'm, I'm not of the opinion that um, – I'm not of the opinion that anybody should – lose their job unless it's definitely proven. But I can tell you for a certainty that I heard, that I heard from two very credible sources this happened. And I know exactly who you're talking about, and they will not be named. But uh, that individual uh, certainly has that reputation and has the ring of truth to it. Yeah, and it's too bad, too, because we like Howard Beck. I'm kidding, Howie. <laughs> it's not you, baby. I guarantee you, you're too, you're too credible. Who All else right. is, who else isn't it? It's not Harvey Araton. It's not Harvey Araton. No. You know, it's funny is you, because you do cast aspersions on a lot of people if you don't name them. But I also think that um, I'm not going to give the details of it because once, once the details are out, you pretty much know who it is. So, uh, <laughs> so let's, let's move on past that and let's try and talk just a smattering of basketball. I'm for the fun part of the show. I thought we were doing, I like the controversy, man. Toxic workplace environments, man. That's awesome. I mean, this is a toxic workplace environment. Well, it's actually two toxic workplaces in two different countries, which is, you know, (laughs) that ties the record, I think. I'm not sure. 
All right. All right. The Brooklyn Nets. They're finally getting their shit together, Mike. Yeah, they're finally getting shit together, even though Kyrie hasn't gotten a shot yet. That's pretty good. Um, look, it just shows you how good KD is. James Harden's turning it on. I mean, they, they've got some nice role players, too. I Do I think they're going to win the East? No, I still don't think so. But, uh, look, they'll be in the playoffs. <laughs> they'll wow. be in the playoffs. They'll probably go to the second round. Maybe the fi- maybe the conference finals. They ain't going to the NBA finals. I'll bet. I'll bet anybody right now. I'm I'm not so certain that they won't go to the NBA finals, but I don't believe they'll win the championship. I just don't. I just don't see that team. Now that said, well, if they're going to go to the NBA finals, they're, they're like four games away. Why wouldn't they win it all? I don't know. I just it's my smell <laughs> test. I just think you know. It, you are it, making shit up this week, man. You are making shit up. No, I've always felt that way about Brooklyn. I thought they might be good enough to get to the finals, but I don't see that team going all the way. Now, good. I could be totally wrong about that. I mean, but I don't, I don't see great defensive presence on that team. And in the, in the playoffs, you know, you got to have that, but they're, they're tied up. We're, We're recording this thing on Monday evening. And right now with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, they're tied with the bulls 80, 80. So, uh, you know, yep. but they so they got a five game winning streak. We'll see if they can pull that one out. It's on the road in Chicago, so you know they'll have to have a good, you know, last ten minutes to pull that out. But uh, uh, 76ers are atop the Eastern Conference, uh, or they're tied for it. Um, but they they just lost Ben uh, Ben. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Joel Embiid to yeah. Joel Embiid to COVID. That and and you know it's funny with Brooklyn with no Kyrie is playing well. Uh, ben Simmons has still not played a game for Philadelphia and the Sixers are, are you know, uh, notwithstanding the loss to the Knicks on Monday night with no Embiid uh, Sixers are doing great without Ben. So, you know, it looks like these guys might be replaceable. And, you know, there was a lot of rumors today uh, on the, on the internet about rumors about Ben Simmons possibly being traded Going to, to Boston. the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much. The, the, if, there's no way they're going to give up Jalen Brown. If, if Brad Stevens does that, he might be run out of town because Ben Simmons, if Ben Simmons can't handle the pressure playing in Philadelphia, he's not going to be able to handle the pressure playing in Boston. Ben belongs in Minnesota or, or, or somewhere where, you know, he can go put up his numbers and the team's not expected to win on a team with high expectations. I'm not quite sure that Ben has what it takes. And, and Jalen Brown to me is a dynamic two-way player. Uh, and while he's going to be out for a little bit now with an, with an injury, uh, as a Celtics fan, I would be irate if they made that if they made that move. If Ben is Ben Simmons still going out with a Kardashian or Jenner or whatever? I don't know. He was at one point, but okay. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. Nobody's nobody's NBA career gets better when they go out with one of them. I mean, you you, you can go down the list. So you know that's that's just that's the, the Kardashian Jenner curse is crazy. The only, the only male that I think that has done well, um, that's gone out with one, became a female. So, um, so that 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 says that says all you need to know about the Kardashians. I'll never go out with one. I'm scared to death. If a Kardashian asked me out, I would not go out with her, even if I was uh, not with Christina, because it's one of those. And it's not even because I think that my career would go downhill. That's already happened. What I think will happen, Bruce, is I'll careen over an embankment. 
and they'll say like, you know, Kylie Jenner and her male companion careened over an embankment. They won't even name me. You know, that's why you never marry someone more famous than you. Well, the, any Kardashian Jenner that would want, you know, you to be their boyfriend would strictly only be doing it because you'd be arm candy for them because you're a handsome studly kind of guy. Thank that's you, the only reason they would want you. Cause and I mean, like the, intellectually like... from the neck up, man, you're basically wiped back to factory settings. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, you gotta love the Mexican peasant sweatshirt though, that I bought at uh, the Mercado this weekend. It's very and, handsome. Uh, it's I know. I figured looking. you'd like it. Um, it. It goes with your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> the defending champs are uh, scuffling. The Milwaukee has lost five of its last six, and Chris Middleton remains out. The team has lost three of the four games he missed. I, Chris Middleton, I'll tell you right now, he's my favorite NBA player, and this is why. He has that mid-range game. He he does. He's not. He's not crazy athletic, but he just makes the right decisions. He kind of has my game 20 years ago, basically, and, um, and about 80 times better. But I just I think he's such a catalyst for him. Everybody says, "Oh, Giannis is off the floor." Like Chris Middleton, to, Chris Middleton to me is the catalyst for that team, and he's showing it right now. Chris Middleton, when he gets it going, man, I mean, he's he's he's. You're right. He's got that deadly mid-range game. He's very steady. He's smart. He's an okay defender, but he's one of those guys. He would be a, he would have been a great San Antonio spur on their great teams because he's a guy who stays mm. in his lane. He knows what he does. He knows what he's not supposed to do. He never tries to do too much. He's a good team guy. You know, you, you know, if Chris Middleton's your teammate, you could always rely on Chris Middleton. I'm with you. I, I'm, I think the world of uh, Chris Middleton and they'll miss him a lot till he comes back. I agree. I agree. Um, and we could talk about the heat, but who cares? Uh, the Lakers are five and five. LeBron's out with an ab abdominal strain. And uh, Anthony Davis left the game on Saturday. Is Lakers nation getting impatient? I don't think so. Um, I think they know that LeBron James, when he's right and he's healthy, that that's a much better team and they're going to get their stuff together at some point. Um, if they're 500 at Christmas, then I would be worried if I was Laker Nation. But I would. But when you have older players on on the team and they start out slow, you know at some point they're they're going to get their body back in shape. They're gonna they're gonna get the chemistry right, and they're gonna make a playoff run. My worry would be if I was the Lakers, how how far back, how many games are you gonna drop? before you realize you don't have a home court advantage in the second round or something that, that could really hurt them. I think uh, they really sort of gutted their depth when they made the Russell Westbrook trade. And well, I, I gave them all to the wizards who are seven and three right now. Exactly. And Kyle and... Kuzma. Oh yeah. Montrez Harrell. Well, Montrez uh, Harrell's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Contavious Caldwell Pope, but, but for the Lakers, the thing I've always admired so much about one of the things I've always admired so much about LeBron James, in addition to his basketball skills and his IQ has been his durability, but he's going to be 37 years old, uh, you know, next month, uh, 19 NBA seasons 
a gazillion playoff games, you know, you could probably add another three full seasons of playoff games to, to the number of games that he's played. And those are the toughest games of all the, the best competition at the end of the year, the biggest grind. So now when you hear that he's out with an injury, like an abdominal strain, that's not something where, I mean, that just seems like one of those older age type of things you know mm. it's not it's not like oh he landed funny on his ankle and he hurt his ankle that's sort of like a this car's got a lot of miles on it type of an injury and that's well Sha- Shaq, had an, uh, Shaq, Shaq had an abdominal strain in midway through his career he thought his career was over until he got some wonder god uh guy that worked with him uh, I think his name was Alex McKechnie he sort of got a reputation he was a Scott he was a Scottish guy like Mr. Scott and he like and and he swore by him. And once Shaq started using him, and his abdominal got better, uh, he, the guy became a you know legend in NBA training circles. Um, all right, let's go to Luca beating Boston with a three oh. on Saturday. Oh. Unbelievable! The second oh. year in a row he did that. The great thing is I saw a I saw a clip on Twitter that was from shot from the stands, and you could see these Celtics fans going nuts. And they're all yelling, foul him, foul him, <laughs> which they probably should have if you think about it. Put him on the line. But no, Luca, Luca stepped back, hit the long three, and boom, shakalaka. Oh, man. Uh, you know, Luca magic, it's a special thing to see. He, he grows into a superstar every day. Um, I, you know, I don't know what his numbers are right now. I think Dallas has to finish, you know, in the top five uh, with, you know, top five records for him to be a legitimate NBA MVP candidate. Either way, you know, the guy's just unbelievable. The end of that game was really like a really bad job by Marcus Smart. Now, you know how I feel about Marcus Smart. I'm a very big Marcus Smart fan. I, I, yeah, he's, he's your like, he's your Charles Oakley, right? Heart he's and, like, the heart and soul of the Celtics, right? He's like the emotional engine on that team, right? Yeah. He's the guy that that will, um, you know, play as hard as anyone can play. But here's he'll what sa- happens: sacrifice his body. He'll yeah. he his 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 he should become equipped with a roll bar when he goes after a loose ball. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him go into the stands sometimes. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, he got mustard on his jersey from somebody's pretzel once and ate it off the jersey. This is my kind of player. But he screwed up the end of that game for Boston. Here's what happened. Game was tied. Uh, Dallas had the ball with about, got the ball with about 26 or 27 seconds left, right? Yeah. So, so they got 24, right? So even if they use all 24 and hit a shot, that would leave Boston with like three or four seconds left on the clock. They could call timeout, get it back to half court and have a chance to tie or win the game. But he inexplicably fouled Luca because they had a foul to give, right? But it really wasn't the time that you would give that foul because what it allowed to happen was it reset the shot clock. So now Luca had the full shot clock and they could take it down to the very end and the game was tied before he made that shot. So Boston would have no chance to come back and try and, you know, tie it. If Dallas made a bucket, it was a terrible mental mistake by Marcus smart. Um, and sure enough, Luca hits it at the buzzer. No time left. There would have been three seconds left theoretically, if Marcus hadn't committed that foul. So, and look, Boston might not have made the shot. Right. But you know, a lot of things might've been different. Maybe Luca didn't make his shot either. But Marcus, this season, there's 
you know, between his sort of, you know, um, taking it outside the locker room criticism last week, a mental mistake like that. I'm wondering if Marcus is, you know, completely mentally engaged right now. And uh, if he's not, uh, hopefully he's going to get that squared away really soon because he's too important to them. Uh, and they need him at his, at his, they need the best version of Marcus. We have talked way too much Celtics. I mean, I mean they're not even that good, Bruce. Come on. I mean, do you let's talk do you about for, the Wizards? They're good. You for, now, let's talk about my favorite team, the Mexico City Capitanes. de Mexico Capitanes. All right, so we got to tell our audience how I screwed up last week, because <laughs> because I, I'm 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 gonna you know I believe in owning it when you make a mistake. The show was getting a little bit long. I was looking for something to pull, <laughs> so I pulled the Capitanes discussion. Which, had I known that that was really something near and dear to your heart, I would have ate it and I wouldn't have killed it. But I did, and I messed it up. And somebody <laughs> down there thought they were going to hear about the Capitanes. So I have to give you a make good this week. So Mike, give us give us the update on the Capitanes. I apologize to you and to the Capitanes. It's that's fine. I mean, the, the, there's not going to be any harm. I mean, it would be really juvenile and stereotypical to say that the Capitanis were going to send out uh, the Sinaloa cartel to take care of you and your family. That's that's not going to happen. Did I tell and, you that we moved to Omaha? <laughs> yeah, we're, anyway, in Nebraska, we're in Nebraska uh, now. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. But 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 here here's what happened. And look, I, I know that I, I know that everybody and their mom is going. Why does this guy care about an NBA G League team? Well, one, it's in my backyard. Two, you know, these these there's some great stories here. Their maiden season is this year. They can't play in Mexico City because of the COVID situation, the protocol. They'd have to go back and forth, all these rules and everything. So they're doing it. They're they're basically they're based in Fort Worth. They're going all over. They won their first game ever, defeating the Memphis Hustle Hustle last Friday night. Now they came back two nights later against the same team and lost. They're one and one on the season, but they got some great story. You remember the name Alfonso McKinney? Yeah, yeah. Finished the night with 20 points, 16 rebounds in 40 minutes uh, in his debut with them. Um, Justin Reyes, very good player. I, you know, like I'm not saying that you know, like half the roster is going to end up in the NBA. I'm saying that some of these guys have already played in the NBA. Some of these guys are going to uh, are going to get tryouts, and so like I, you know, like I, I think I want to I want to be be ahead of this thing. I mean, Tyler Davis. You ever heard of that uh, name? Jordan wow. Howard. Uh, Rigoberto Mendoza. No. I hated his. I hated, I hated his restaurant one time. I think. Uh, oh, oh, oh! We're going to. We're. We are. <laughs> you were unbelievable, man. I'm sorry, Derek Reese. Sounds like a player. Okay. <laughs> you, oh my God, Fabian James. Sounds like actually, a supermodel. Says, actually, <laughs> Fabian Jaime's. I think it is. Gary Clark. How about that name? Ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Yep. Okay. Justin Reyes, Alfonso McKinney, Matt Mooney, Mike Torres, and C.J. Rodriguez. Wait, Mike Torres, didn't he give up the home run to Bucky Dent back in 1978? No relation, but oh, okay. nice try. Sorry. You are so cynical. At any rate, 
Um, they have some. Uh, they play the uh, Lakeland Magic uh, tomorrow night, and that's on ESPN Plus. The games are also they they put them on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. I'm kind of into it, not just because Oliver got to rebound for a couple of the players that one of the assistant coaches was working out one day, not because, um, not because I'm totally into this team and I, and I have a feeling they're going to have an interesting announcement soon. Um, I, I just, I just like these guys. I just like these guys. I like, I like the whole idea of basketball in Mexico city. And, and these are all these, and these guys don't make a lot of money. This isn't NBA um, minimum salaries. This is, you know, this is like you do this job because you love basketball. And some of these guys could probably make more money outside this league right now. So anyway, that's now, Al- Alfonso that, that's, McKinney. Go ahead. Uh, no, Alfonso McKinney is a name that I recognize. He he kicked around the league for a while. Listen, maybe, maybe uh, Alfonso might want to come on the show one time with us and talk a little bit or with you and talk a little bit about what it's like playing, you know, going from the NBA to the G League to another country. A lot of these guys have played in Europe, probably, and in China and different places. So yeah. that might be kind of a fun. He's probably got yeah. some great stories. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, Why not? After, well, after you disrespected them last week and did not have them on the air, I doubt if anybody over there is going to take our call. Do you, know, do you understand this? Um, I'm so, sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. No, it's, no, it's sorry. all right. I mean, uh, Ramon Diaz is the coach. Uh, the guys, um, uh, the and assistants include Oscar Garrido and Mitch Thompson and uh, Luis Marquez, Joseph A. Reyes, and Andre Sede have been uh, named coaching associates. Look, I, I like this team, and I'm going to go with them. I don't care. Win or lose, I ride or die with the Capitanis this year. And I'm sure everybody uh, listening to this podcast will as well. And I am going to uh, start to follow them because I feel like I, I don't want anyone to feel like I disrespect the Capitanis. And as a result, I will start keeping an eye on what they're doing and wish them the best and apologize once again for putting them on the cutting room floor last week. But I'm glad you had a chance to talk a little about them. And, and I'm sure you will again. <laughs> I appreciate you indulging me, actually. Uh, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's a good bit. And, uh, and, and in all sincerity, I do want to see them uh, do well and win. And, and, and if they don't win, I want them to get the experience of a lifetime. And that's what playing in the league, even close to the league, is like. And you got to take Oliver to a bunch of those games. Oh, when uh, when they when they end up in Mexico City next year, well, oh, it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. We're gonna have we're gonna have fun. Um, we're gonna have fun. All right, we we should wrap this one up because yes. we are we are getting long, and I certainly don't want Bruce to cut me again. Um, <laughs> it's possible it could I'll, happen. I'll never. I'll never. I'll never ever ever do that again. <laughs> All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Please hit us with the promos, Bruce. Yes, Mike, indeed. Thank you again to our wonderful new editor, Drew Rich. Drew is doing a great job. We love what you're doing, Drew, so thank you. Uh, We would ask those of you who are still listening uh, to check out all of our Pure Hoops media shows. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin, as I mentioned a moment ago, has Michael Arkish this week, the author of the new Scottie Pippen book you've heard so much about. That show will drop on Wednesday of this week. Uh, Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica and McNutt and King McClure is back with a fresh new show on Thursday. BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman 
We'll return soon with the Pure Hoops podcast on Friday. And of course, Mike is back with a brand new Mike Wise show every week. And of course, we have a lot of choice discussions from all of our shows on the Pure Hoops Media Quick Hitters, plus almost 200 great video segments on our YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and search for Pure Hoops Media. Mike, ready to land this plane? Hasta luego, muchachos, muchachas. Get the vaccination. Don't be like Aaron Rodgers. Until next time. Aloha. See you. Adios. The Mike Wise Show used to be called The Wise Ass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.